Hello, and welcome to Exploring Apprenticeship from the Skilled Trades in the Halton District School Board. In the series of podcasts, parents and students will learn about the many opportunities available to them. The opportunities range from cooperative education, specialist high skills majors, to concentrated OEAP programs. These programs offer a great variety of opportunities for students to start a skilled trades and often start an apprenticeship while in high school. In these series, you'll learn about the specific programs and some success stories from previous and current students in the Halton District School Board. So stay tuned for the series of podcasts coming up. Hello and welcome to the Halton District School Board Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program podcast. I'm Wade Richardson, OEAP coordinator for the Halton District School Board. OEAP is a high school program that assists students learning about the skilled trades and supports students entering the skilled trades. Today we're going to talk with licensed carpenter, Drake Richardson. Thanks for joining us today, Drake. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So Drake, a little bit about yourself. You are a licensed carpenter and worked work the trade for many years. Is that correct? Correct. So often the apprenticeship is a hard pathway to follow and people are unsure of how to get in that pathway. So you were at high school and you graduated from high school. What were your plans after high school? Were your plans to go directly into skilled trades? Was it go to college, university? Uh, My plan after grade 12 was to go directly to university. Uh, And I did and quickly found out that that wasn't for me. You know, this is all too common. Quite often people go into university and they're not sure what their career path is and they haven't chosen one and they take one, they take courses just because they think that's what they want to do without ever experiencing it. Anecdotally, I, I, I have to agree, not just for myself, but a lot of other people I met uh, after going into the trades were in a similar boat where they had gone into uh, a different university or college program and started pursuing the, the trades after. After going to university, you still didn't know what you wanted to do. At what time do you think you realized that you weren't on the path that was right for you? Because quite often people have a hard time figuring out what to do without the actual experience of doing that job. For sure. Uh, I didn't have any experience in the skilled trades. Uh, As far as uh, when I realized I was down the wrong path, I would say it was a slow boil. Hard to pinpoint an exact moment. I think it was just the slow recognition of not enjoying sitting and, and reading all day and then attending lectures and and having having the pressure to speak up in seminars about something I'm not really interested in, a combination of those things. You're in university and then you decide it wasn't right for you. Then you chose to do a two-year cabinet making program at Mohawk College. You know, the reason I ask is sometimes People choose college university because they're told without what to do and they don't really make those choices based on informed decisions. Is this something you found as an interesting career or did someone influence you to take the college course? Well, I took the cabinet making program as uh, just a personal decision. I knew I wanted to head down the, the skilled trades path. I picked the cabinet making program because it was a way to get some experience and enter the workforce with some some hard skills that I could apply. I basically made that decision trying to play to my strengths. I enjoyed puzzles and working with my hands and being on my feet. And it just all seemed to fit to my personality and, and things I enjoy personally. 
The courses look different from college to college. How was the course structured at the college? Was it all in-class learning, like theory classes, or was it a combination of co-op classes? Because there's so many different structures at colleges. Right. Uh, and I, I would I would have to agree that it does vary college to college. My program was either a one or a two-year program. Uh, the goal for me was to get employment after coming out. I would say it was 30% theory, about 70% in class or, or in shop. And then at the end of the two-year program, there was a three-week co-op. So once you finish your two-year college program, you ended up with a co-op. And how exactly did your apprenticeship start after you finished your co-op program? Did it, did you get hired by the employer from your co-op? Did you find a new employer? It, was it something that was an easy transition? Uh, it was a pretty easy transition. After the, the person I was working for during my co-op offered to hire me out of college, I started working for him. We were both in agreement that we wanted to go down the path of apprenticeship for myself. We signed a registered training agreement through the Ontario College of Trades. And then I began the process of working through the hours as well as the uh, in-class or practicum portion of it through the college. Well, that sounds great. It took you, what, three or five years to finish that? I believe it was three and a half. I got some some credit for hours through the college program, uh, which shortened the duration of, of the hours that I needed to complete. And I was working pretty consistently through through that time. Well, that's great. Yeah, I don't think there's many skilled tradesmen that uh, have a hard time getting hours. No, definitely not. So you complete your apprenticeship in the Burlington area. And there's a, there's a lot of different variations to every trade. So a licensed carpenter is a really vague description. So what exactly what type of work do you do? Because a carpenter could be a framer, could be a roofer, could be a drywall or a tiler. And there's so many specialties within the construction umbrella. Like you explain what a typical day looks like for you. Um, so in addition to what you mentioned for, for general carpenters, there's people who also do scaffolding, uh, form work, concrete, stairs, uh, finished carpentry, and then rough carpentry or framing like you mentioned. Myself, I work in residential construction doing primarily millwork installation. So kitchen cabinets, vanities, floating shelves, mantles, that type of thing. If I was to give you an average day, I would show up to the job site, uh, unload my tools. I would lay out where everything's going, make sure everything's going to fit as per the plan, make some adjustments, mount cabinets to the wall, do all the cutting and trim work that's required to make everything fit well, make any adjustments I need to do or any finishing touches that are required, make sure everything looks nice before I leave, give the site a good cleanup, put tools back in the car and head home. Wow, that sounds like you're uh, pretty busy and you work regularly. Is there any times when you're laid off or not working? I think the construction industry is up and down. I think there are times that is slow. Sometimes after Christmas, people aren't having as much work done. Right now I'm working in Ottawa and the construction business is booming. So I, I'm fairly consistent. I see. So you're self, you were self-employed in Burlington. And then you recently moved to Ottawa a few years ago. So you moved your business to Ottawa. How was that transition moving to Ottawa? Did, it, did, you, did you look for customers for a long time? Was it hard getting work? Like, was the transition smooth? 
The transition was really smooth. I didn't have a client base here, so I opted to operate as a subcontractor through a couple different suppliers. I had some leads before moving here. When I first got here, obviously they want people want to see your work. I d- did a couple kitchens for a couple different suppliers and and shortly thereafter they were asking me how much I could handle because they had more work than they could they could give to me. Wow, that sounds like it was a pretty smooth transition. You moved over 500 kilometers and you were working within how long? Like I was consistent after 2 weeks, yeah. Wow, 2 weeks, that's pretty quick. Definitely. So as a person who's gone through the college, you've gone through university and apprenticeship, the only pathway that we talk about you haven't been through is the workplace. And we all make choices along the way, whether in high school or college, university. Looking back, is there anything you would have done differently in high school or college, university? That's a good question. I think if I had the opportunity to go back and tell myself something, it would be to take an extra year after grade 12. I think that the extra year to look into a program like co-op or to have taken some more tech courses in high school would have given me the opportunity to maybe have some more exposure and perspective. And I think would have ultimately influenced me to go in a different direction. You know, it's all too often that high school students are not aware of the opportunities available to them. You know, there's cooperative education classes, there's technological education classes, and well, we refer refer to technological education classes as shop classes, where you could learn about automobiles, construction, hairstyling, that sort of thing. You know, and these are opportunities, are great ways for students to decide if a skilled trade is or isn't right for them. If students don't explore those during high school, it's very difficult to make those informed decisions of what you would like to do as a career path because we're asking those students to make those decisions in grade 10. And quite often, it's very tough to make those decisions without having those experiences, whether it's co-op or technological education classes. And it's kind of not unusual to hear this is the type of thing that happens quite often, as you were saying earlier, that quite when you went to trade school, quite often the, the, the people there had been to college or had been university or had been down other paths. Yeah, I have to agree. At like you say, at grade ten, you're you're what sixteen years old. How many people have the the wherewithal to make career decisions at that age? Most most of us are are worried about just tests or or you know getting to our part time job or things like that. To have the the foresight to make those decisions isn't not everybody has that. And yeah, like you alluded to, there's when I went to college, there were people who were 40 and 50 years old. And then at the same time, there were guys who were 18 years old, had taken a, a schism program and were already uh, like almost halfway through their apprenticeship. To contrast that, right, those guys who were 40 or 50 uh, maybe didn't have the exposure to the skilled trades, whereas the guy I mentioned who was like 18 or 19 halfway through his apprenticeship was, you know, obviously debt free. He hadn't gone to college or university and was already earning a good wage at at a young age and ahead of so many of his peers who were having to pay for tuition and, you know, housing and and costs that are associated with with pursuing those other post-secondary streams, right? Yes, absolutely. And you know, there are so many courses offered to students and in the high schools, whether it's a specialist high skills major or if it's concentrated OEAP programs in Halton, that there are opportunities for them to 
learn and start their apprenticeship in high school. And quite often in Halton, we have lots of students who, through their co-op or through the specialty programs, start an apprenticeship in high school and continue it once they graduate. They start a year ahead of where they would be if they graduated high school, found an employer, and started an apprenticeship then. So there are lots of opportunities for students to explore the skilled trades and find out whether it is or isn't right for them and start their apprenticeship in high school. So it's one of those things that students should really be aware of these opportunities. Yeah, I wish I wish that I had those opportunities 10 or 15 years ago. It might have made the difference for me. Yeah, thanks, Drake. There's so many opportunities for students in high school, whether it's a specialist high skills major, whether it's a concentrated OEAP in Halton. There's skilled trades that they can test drive with co-op, and they can quite often start their apprenticeship while in high school. And if students don't take that test drive and see what opportunities are out there, there's no way for them to know what their choices should be upon graduation. And the reality is, in Ontario, the average age of apprentice is 28. Most of the apprentices were unsure of what they want to do in high school, and they took other career paths, whether it was university or college and found out that that wasn't right for them and then found their passion in the skilled trade of some sort, whether it's fixing tractor trailers, if it's being an electrician, being a hairstylist, there's so many options out there. And there's 144 apprenticeable skilled trades, but there's thousands of skilled trades out there that are non-apprenticeable. So a non-apprenticeable skilled trade could be a cameraman or it could be a pipe layer, concrete former. A lot of those people are skilled trades people that work every day that are not necessarily recognized as a skilled trade. And there's no way to know what would be right for you if you don't take a look at those programs early, I think. For those who are taking transportation, learning how to fix a tire is a lot easier when you have to remember it five years down the line rather than trying to figure out how to troubleshoot on YouTube at the side of the 401 or, for example, hospitality to learn how to you know, cook for yourself or uh, with construction, how to say how to fix a leak. It's a lot cheaper to be able to troubleshoot with some background knowledge than it is to panic and call a plumber and, you know, face those those kinds of expenses through life, really. Oh, absolutely. If somebody takes a tech ed course in high school, those are skills they learn and take with them through through their life, whether it's construction, how to do some renovations in, in their home or how to do general maintenance on their car or how to cut their hair or how to cook nutritiously. Those technological education programs are probably one of the courses that every student should think about taking because those are skills they will have forever. hundred percent agree. Well, thanks a lot for joining us today on the podcast and sharing your experience and your pathway with us today, Drake. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I hope this was helpful for all the students who are, are interested in this type of program. Oh, well, I'm sure that they will be interested because there's lots of great information here. I'd like to thank the audience for joining us today. And if you'd like to learn more about the programs offered in the Halton District School Board, go to haltonpathways.ca and search all the programs available in the various schools in the HDSB. Please join us for the next podcast, High School Co-op, When and Why.